What's up, guys? We're going to do a real quick podcast here and just talk about binary and analog control. And you need to know the difference because if you don't, you're going to get caught up at some point in time, especially on the analog, if you don't know what it is and you don't know that exists. So we're going to get into it real quick. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Let's talk about binary control for a minute. Binary is the most simplified one. It's the one that you probably see the most and that's on or off. You can take the word binary and replace it with an on-off control if you like, if it makes it more simplified for you because that's basically what it is. So let me give you a very generic example of this. We have a thermostat on a wall, all right? It's set for 72. Now the temperature drops to 70, and now we have a call for heat, all right? Now there's a relay in that thermostat. When that relay gets energized, what do we do? We send an output, 24 volt output from W1 to our heating device, whether it be a boiler, furnace, whatever it is. Okay. That's, that's where it all begins in, in the thermostat. Now, because that relay in that thermostat is either got a signal or doesn't, that's considered binary on off. So before there's a call, we can consider that signal being off. When there is a call, and the, and the relay energizes, we consider that being an on signal. So that's what binary is, is, is on off control and just a light switch on off, on off. That's binary because it's on off. Uh, any type of relay that, that closes or opens based on something that happens outside of it, like a call for something is considered binary, right? We need to know these types of control scenarios. And we're going to talk about analog in a minute. We need to know these in order to troubleshoot properly. So let's get to analog and I'll go through a few examples. Okay. So binary on off, I'm sure most everybody has wrapped their head around that one. Very, very simplified. Analog is where it gets a little bit more tricky. Now there's a few analog signals that I've seen in my career that we can we're not going to discuss all of them, but we can give examples of, of how, how they work. Now I've seen four to 20 milliamp, zero to 10 volts DC, two to 10 volts DC, zero to five volts DC. Now these are a little bit more difficult because these sort of float within a range. It's not either or like binary on off. It's not on off. It's floating within a range. And I'm going to give you an example based on a Honeywell Jade Economizer because I work on those a lot. I'm going to give you an example of how they work using 2 to 10 volts DC. And hopefully I can actually help you with the understanding economizers as well. So, so let me talk about that real quick, just to grasp the concept here of analog control. Because I work on the Jade economizers quite a bit, like most of what I'm saying sort of pertains to them because it's 90% of my experience. So let's take the controller for a minute. And then let's take the actuator. So the actuator takes 24 volts to be powered up. Okay. It's there at all times. Now to drive that actuator, either open or closed, it takes an analog signal, two to 10 volts DC. Okay. It's not on or off. It, it floats. Okay. Now, Two volts DC, if that's a signal that is being delivered to the actuator, it will drive fully closed. 
10 volts DC, it'll drive fully open. And I'm talking about the outside damper driving fully open or fully closed. Now, if we have a signal somewhere in the middle, like 6 volts DC, in theory, that actuator should be driven to the 50% position. All right. Now, most of the economizers I see are usually set up for around 53 to 55 degree mixed air because we're trying to cool the space with it. So what happens is, depending on the outside air, okay, the actuator only opens a certain amount. The mixed air temperature sensor sees the mixed air and it tries to maintain the damper's position based on that. So let's say we have a call for cooling, okay? The economizer is enabled because we are below um, the temperature, the sensible or, or enthalpy point of heat content in the air to allow the economizer to work. If the mixed air setting is set to like 55, let's say, the outside dampers will start to open. The return air dampers will start to close because they are, they're correlated together right? They're, they're geared together with, within that box and we'll try to maintain 55 degree mixed air. Now those dampers might open and close slightly back and forth because they're trying to maintain. So as that signal from the mixed air temperature sensor goes back to that controller and says, okay, um, we're getting hot, we're getting cold, we're getting hot. Those dampers are going to tweak themselves. So that signal from the controller to the actuator is not always going to be constant. It's going to float back and forth to maintain 55 degree mixed air based on our example. So if it was on or off, the damper would be fully open or fully closed, but because it's an analog signal and it's floating, we are maintaining a signal, but it's constantly changing based on what the mixed air temperature is telling the control board. If, if you guys can grasp what I'm saying there. Now, let me talk about another scenario with four to 20 milliamps. All right, so self-admittedly, I don't work on four to 20 milliamp signals very often, like at all. But this past week I did, and I actually had to borrow a meter that could read it. It was a clamp-on meter. Uh, you clamp it on the control wire and it reads the 4 to 20 milliamp signal. I had to borrow that from the facility I was at because I didn't have one that did it. So this is another analog signal. Now, let me give you the example we're using here on this heater chiller. This heater chiller I was working on, it's for process and it's remote. So the process area is in a different location than the chiller, but they can control it remotely. Now, the range on this ch heater chiller, it can heat and it can chill. The range on it is minus five degrees Celsius to 25 degrees Celsius. That is the range. Okay. So the way it works is they send a signal to the controller and the chiller saying, Hey, I want to maintain minus five. I want to maintain 10 degrees or I want to maintain 20 degrees, whatever it is. Okay. Then on that same controller in the chiller, there is a transmission in a four to 20 milliamp signal that tells what the actual pipe temperature is that is fed to a PLC, like a pro, uh, programmable logic controller that it talks to a computer so they can read what the actual temperature is of the loop on the computer. So if we set it to minus five 
and it's actually reading minus five, it's at set point, we're going to have a four milliamp signal. All right, we're at the bottom end of that range. Now, if we take our heater chiller up to 25 degrees now, okay, and we get to 25 degrees, now where our actual has met the set point, we would be at 20 milliamps, right? So that's the way it works. So four to 20 milliamps, depending on the range. So I, we could change the range. Let's say the, the range was zero to 100 degrees Celsius. So at the bottom end of the range, you'd be reading four milliamps. At the top end of the range, you'd be reading 20 milliamps, just to kind of parallel that. All right, and, and this was not the set point. This was the actual. So I had to take this meter after changing a controller and I put it, clamped it on, right? And I, and I was reading the signal. Okay, there's still some other problems that we have to figure out with this chiller, but reading the signal. And then what happens is, let's say I told the operator to put it to minus five, all right? And it got down to minus five. Once it's at set point, I clamp it on. I'm reading the four milliamp signal. Then I told the operator to ramp it up to the high end at 25 degrees Celsius. So as I watch it move from minus five, minus four, minus three, get to zero, one, two, three, four. As it moves across that scale, the four milliamp signal starts to rise as it's moving across that scale. So for example, if we take 15 degrees Celsius, which is around the middle point, okay? Um, and then we have four to 20 milliamp, the middle point of that would be about 12. So in the middle of our temperature um, output range that we're going to, our, our actual process loop temp, if it was at 15 degrees C, we'd be in the middle of the 4 to 20 milliamp range at around 12 milliamps. So that's how it works. It's not absolute like on off. It's not binary. It is analog. It's got a range and the signal changes with whatever you're trying to, 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 to maintain, whatever you're trying to look at so on and so forth. So I hope this helped everybody, binary versus analog, knowing the difference between them. It's, it's pretty important to know this or you can get tripped up. Before we head out, I want to talk about a control signal that I believe is the, the devil of all control signals and that's the 208 volt control signal. And I'll tell you why. I added some pressure switches to a system to know if there's airflow or not airflow basically. Uh, so I put them in and I tested them, set them up, made sure that they, they closed with airflow, opened with no airflow. The electrician came along and wired them in. I went back after just to, to run some tests. Now, when I took my meter out, I went to the to, to the, the first side of the switch to ground. Yeah, 120, I got it, because I thought he, he wired, up, wired up a 120 uh, circuit. 120 to ground, got it. Next side of the switch, 120 to ground, got it. Okay, the switch is closed. We got power flowing through, but this is where the, the five minutes to be a better tech thing comes in. I'm like, I'm going to go across this just to see what it says. Go across it. It's got 208. I'm like, hmm. So when you go across and you got full power like that, that means that switch is, is open. It's currently open. So I'm like, he wired in a 208. So I called him up, made sure yet yeah, 208 circuit. Yes, it's a 208 circuit. So when you're working with 208 circuits and you go from ground to one terminal to the next terminal, you're going to see 120 volts on both sides at times and that could trip you up make sure you go across that switch because going across it 208 will be open zero will be closed 
So just be careful with 208 control circuits because they can trip you up because power is actually coming in from both ends. It's, it's very strange, and, and I don't like 208 control circuits whatsoever, but there are some machines, some units, and some circuits out there that, that, that use 208. I don't like it, but you got to be careful of it. Anyway, guys, I hope all this information helps you guys out. I'm out. Happy HVACing.